What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoyed the discussion. Well, let's jump in it then. Let's just jump in it. Um, what are we at? 41? All right. Yeah. 41. All right. He says, it says, didn't the Jews, this is NJ, let me, let me go to my NIV. That's New King James Version I was just reading. So 41, if I can find it. I got it. All right. All right. Go ahead, brother. At this, the Jews there began to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. Mm-hmm. They said, is not this Jesus? <laughs> right. And mother, we know. How can he now say, I came down from heaven? Right. 40, 43 and 44. Stop grumbling. 43. Stop grumbling among yourselves, Jesus answered. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them. And I will raise them up at the last day. That was 44. All right. We're gonna stop. We're gonna park right there for a second, just for just for a second. So, so you you find the Jews immediately. What I see right here, this is the the immediate thing that stands out to me when you listen to the Jews. They don't believe that he is who he's saying he is. He said he was the bread of life, and 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 they are understanding what he means by that because he correlated them eating him to gaining eternal life. So so they're recognizing that he's saying he's deity. He's saying he's God in a nutshell. I'm God, guys. And to get to my father, you got to go through me. You got to eat me. And the first thing that stood out to me was they didn't believe. Now, what did we talk about last week? We talked about believing. Yeah. We talked about believing. Believing what? That Jesus is who he's saying he is. I mean, because... I was just talking to Gabe, bro, uh, Brother Jim. Gabe was here this week, and we were talking about basically believing in Jesus and who He is. And you know how in the in, within the organi- organized church, we have people quote five lines, and it may be four, maybe three, but basically we have people say this stuff, repeat after me, and then they repeat it. And then immediately we say, oh, you know, in a nutshell, in a sense, you in there. Man, they don't right. believe that Jesus is who he say he is. I mean, it's like, well, you can't just say that. Oh, I can't. I can't. I can just say that. Because there was no introduction to Jesus. How in the world are they going to believe it if they don't even know who he is? All they, all they heard was a sermon, and then they said some stuff about, oh, he forgave you of your sins. But then, but who is he, though? Do they know him as the bread of life? Do they know that they got to eat his flesh and drink his blood? And I ain't talking about taking like, communion. I'm talking about this spiritual essence that we have to feast on and drink on. But we ain't talking about us. We talk about these Jews. These Jews, they didn't believe him. And believe him. I don't believe. I don't believe that you're who you're saying you are. These same Jews that just saw him feed five thousand, right? With a with a few fish and a few barley loaves. They just saw that. They just witnessed this. This monumental thing that hadn't ever been done before. This guy got to be from somewhere with, with 
that that we're not from. He has to be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He he. That's why they following him. Like, dude, you you fed us. Like, we we hungry again. You know what I'm saying? Like, we recognize that you're you're something greater than us. But but we know you though. This is what they said. We know you, isn't it? Joseph Joseph's son and his mother's Mary. We know him though, right? Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? But but all right, we're gonna keep reading. Uh, because really all I wanted to point out was the fact that they didn't believe. That's really all I wanted to point out. So I'm I'm gonna pick it up. Forty five. It is written in the prophets. They all they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. Now you have a process. You have this process. Now notice what I said. In the organized church, we have people repeat lines, and then they repeat it, and then we say, oh, you're in there. And then we say, uh, we, you're going to go to church, and then we're going to show you how to do all of this stuff. Now right here, yeah. it just said, to get to Jesus, God has to draw you to him. Yep. And then he said, God will teach you. What? They God will teach them what? What is he teaching them? This is tough. Scripturally sound, but tough, right? Because you're like, well, hold up, hold up. Did God teach me anything? Well, Jesus just said, God's going to teach you. What is God teaching you? Continuing on, he said, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. Well, what is he teaching you? He said, learn from him. They go to Jesus. I would suspect that God is teaching you about his other part. <laughs> He's teaching you about his other part, which is his word, which is Jesus. Jesus. Right? So God draws you to Jesus. This is process. So then you got to backtrack, right? You got to believe that God is. Yep. And then if you are believing God is, then there's some type of interaction between you and God. Between you and God. And then God draws you to Jesus. Because, see, I can tell you something about Jesus all day. But I'm telling you. But if God is directing you in a manner and I tell you something about Jesus, and, and God is already directing you, though. All I said was something about Jesus. Guess what you're going to do? You're going to recognize me as being a witness of this Jesus. And you're like, man, some, something about been de de dealing with me with this already. Let me go seek this out for myself. Remember the woman at the well? We gonna, I'm going to touch on her later. But I'm, I know I ain't going to be able to finish this because it's, it's a lot. But the woman at the well, and she went and witnessed and testified of his goodness. And then what did the people do? Because of her testimony, what did they do? Well, they went to see Jesus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Guess who they didn't go see? <laughs> the priest. Right. <laughs> they didn't go see the priest. They didn't go to church. They didn't go to church. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to tell us? What are you trying to tell us? Let me just go ahead and sum up everything what we're about to talk about. We're talking about a relationship with the real life God. Jesus. That's what we talk about. Because, see, we always talk about having a relationship with Jesus, but nobody ever talks about the relationship. Nobody ever breaks down what in the world, how does that relationship look? How does it look? Like, nobody talks about that. Nobody really can. I mean, do you see people modeling that relationship? 
we always t- we witness to it. Oh man, you gotta have a relationship. But what are we talking about? Going to church, going to some building, getting with some some Bible teaching building or organization. I mean, that's what we talk about. But then Jesus is just right here. You just read it. I read it to y'all in this hearing. All of the four of us just read this. It says what? No one can come to me, Jesus is talking, unless the Father who sent me draws them, and I will raise them up at the last day. It is written here again in the prophets. He's telling the Jews this. They will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. That says something. That says you already have an interaction with the God of the God Jesus. You already got an interaction with that meaning God the Father. You already got an interaction with God the Father. You're already believing in him. He's already doing something. And as a matter of fact, if you go over to John 3, if you go to John 3, because, you know, I know people think I'll be making up stuff. 16, because everybody knows that. One. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his, his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of the God in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. That's a whole lot I just said. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light. Now think about that. Just that one phrase right there. And the one above, but we're more focused on the one beneath, meaning 21. It says, but whoever lives by the truth comes into the light. What light? Well, Jesus is that light. He talked about that in John 1. And he's t- this, this Jesus, this is what John is conveying that Jesus said, Everybody who lives by the truth, they, meaning people are already living by the truth, meaning they recognize that there's a deity, there's a God. Those are the people that are coming into the light. The light, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, meaning, meaning they hadn't been introduced to Jesus yet, but they are recognizing that there's deity, there's God, God is real, right? And they live by the truth. What truth? That God is real, that God exists, that, that, that he put us here, da, 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 da. It's a whole lot of stuff you can say that is truth, right? God put us here. God created. I didn't create myself. God, some, there's some kind of, whatever you want to call it, you know what I mean? The, as far as the term you use to describe the deity or the entity that's everlasting, you walk by that. You live by that. Regardless of your sin, you probably all kind of jacked up, but you know that to be a truth, right? And then, then, you get this witness or this testimony from someone that is walking, that's modeling this relationship with God, and you see it, and you're like, huh, it's been something on the inside of me going on, and then you see that witness, and you're like, huh, why you live like you live? And they say, oh, well, you know, I got a relationship with Jesus. And I ain't saying that's the conversation. But in a nutshell, that's what they say. And then because you over here in your mess, but recognize that God is still God and da-da-da-da-da, but, but now you're enticed to want to live like they live because 
it's been in you. You just never walked in it. I know, I know. I'm getting off because I'm excited about this. But, but I hope that makes sense because all I'm saying is what Jesus just said over in 6. What he was saying in 6, he basically said in 3, just said it differently. He expounded upon what he was talking about in 3. He expounded upon it in 6. And what he was saying in 6, that nobody can come to me except God draws them. It's like God is making you aware of Jesus. Then you go to Jesus, and then you get to know Jesus and get to understanding of who Jesus is. When Jesus is telling you, I am the bread of life, nobody can come to the Father but by me. you got to eat me. you got to eat me. you got to drink me. Right? All right, let's keep going. Sorry. Anybody want, got a comment? Anybody want to say something? I confuse anybody yet? If I did, that's good. That's good. No? All right, cool. Cool, cool. Let's keep going. Where are we at? 46? 46. All right, to go back. All right. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. See, what is Jesus doing here? He's, he's trying to help them to understand who he is. He's trying to, like in a relationship, I don't know who you are. All right, well, let me break it down to you. This is who I am, right? Right? So before you can even get on a date with me, Right, my father has to, you know, has to hook me and you up. Right, so after he hooks us up, man, let me tell you, this is who I am. I'm the only person that's seen my father, the father that you say you believe in and you you want to see, because that's the whole point. You want to get back to the father, the father that created you. Oh, by the way, I did too. I helped create you, and and so he's describing himself to him. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. Very, very, very truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I'm going to believe again. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna. And this, he's, trying to, he's trying to help him out because giving him a reference, letting him know that he knows where they came from. All right. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world, talking about his death. Now back to the relationship. Jesus really exists inside of this time and outside of this time. He, co he coexists both in our time. What does that mean? That means he can interact with us inside of our time and also outside of our time because he died for us before the foundation of the earth and then he died for us within the foundation of the earth. Now, that sounds all cuckoo and all right, and, and, and you don't have to get caught up on that. The part that God is giving me is this. When we recognize Jesus to be that very thing, that very thing, then we live in time with a timeless being. Mm. I'm going to say that again. When we recognize Jesus to be a God that interacts with us inside of our time, and I say inside of our time, meaning in, in this timing, this time zone that ticks. Because outside of our time, there's no ticking. It's just, it's just being. Right? But inside of our time, there's a ticking, meaning there's a time when we start, there's a time when we end. And everything in time ends. It's end, right? It ends. It starts, it ends. Outside of time, there's no time. Nothing starts, nothing ends. It's like, wow, you can't comprehend that. Nothing starts, nothing ends. You ain't got to worry about it. Don't even think about that part. Just recognize this. Jesus lives 
in that realm outside of time in both inside of time. So if he lives inside and outside, then that means I can interact with him inside of time. And if I can interact with him inside of time, then that's what I need to be doing. This is the kicker. He says you cannot have eternal life unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood. So when you think about eating, because I start thinking, you think about eating. What are you doing? You're consuming. You're consuming something that does what? It gives you fuel, right? It, it, it's, or it doesn't give you fuel. It is fuel. You're consuming a fuel that gives you energy. Energy to do what? Energy to live. Energy that sustains you in everything that you do in life. Is it making sense? That's what food helps you to do. If you don't eat, if you don't consume food, you will not have energy to do anything that you are set out to do in life. You won't be able to do any of that. Physical food, like, you know, you eat chicken, chicken, fish, you know what I mean, whatever vegetables, da, 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 et cetera, et cetera. That type of stuff helps you. It gives you energy and helps you sustain life. Now, Jesus said, and now notice this. He said, you won't have life unless you eat him. Now, what life is he talking about? Well, in the text, he talked about eternal life. But then he also is talking about physical life he's talking about right now see so you see that you see he's talking about living and eating on him in this time like physically eating him like hold up I can't physically where's his body at so that I can eat (laughs) (laughs) right right the word right the word because he is the word right he is the word so I got to eat him. So what does that mean, though? Does that mean I open up my book and I read it? Study him. Does it mean I study it? Does it mean I pray to him? Take this on for size. When you're a baby and you have you know, a mother that breastfeeds, you have to occupy. Well, you, you can't, right, because you're a baby. So the mom actually has to connect you to her breast to feed you, right? Yeah. Put your mind in that perspective. I have a mother, a physical mother, and I'm always in her arms, and she has to connect me to the breast, right? And then I have to suck, though. If I don't suck, I don't get anything. Yeah. See what I mean? I'm in Jesus' arms. He has me. Yeah. I got to start sucking. Sucking what? Everything I possibly can out of him. Why? Because he's living. He exists in our time, but we treat him like he doesn't, even in our praying. We don't pray to Jesus like he's next to us and holding us and he got us. He like, like imagine Corey in a room, but he's invisible, and you on your knees praying to Corey, and Corey's sitting right there. You just can't see him, but he's right there. Imagine him tapping you on your shoulder and saying, man, who are you talking to? Me, meaning me, Corey. Just, just think about that. Like when somebody sneak up on you and you sitting here like about to dial up this person and they in the room. Imagine them being in the room. You about to call them and I'm about to call. <sighs> I'll wait for him to answer because you calling him. Lord, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. I really love you. This is your prayer. I really love you. You're so gracious. You're so merciful, Lord. And he tapped you on your shoulder. Hey, and you like jump because you're like, whoa, man. I didn't realize you was right there. But that's how we talk to Jesus. 
We talk to him like he's not right there. What, he, what does that have to do with me consuming him? Let me tell you what it has to do. He's right there for you to consume him. But we keep treating him like he's not right there for us to consume him. See, this is what I'm saying. Consume him in what way? Everything you need in life, he's right there. Get it from him. Like, man, Lord, I need me, Lord. I, I don't know. I don't understand this, this food thing, this meat thing, your flesh thing. I don't understand you being the bread of life thing. Like, you talking to him like, like I'm just talking to you all, like right now. I'm like, I don't get it, Lord, because he's right there. And if you don't believe he's right there, you won't ever talk to him. Like, you won't ever consume him. You will constantly look for things to consume, and, and you like, I'm looking for all of these things. I go to all of these Bible studies. I go to all of these podcasts. I go, to, I go to all these books in this Bible because I'm trying to consume him, and he's right there holding you, saying, suck on me. Won't you suck on me? I talked to Gabe, and Gabe said, man, he, he pointed out something. He said a, a Muslim was debating a guy that was a Christian, and what they were debating on was the writers of the text. And they were debating about everybody having a translation of the Christian Bible, but he said the Quran, only one person wrote it. Right, and so so he was basically giving you how it's hard to determine what's realistic in your Bible because y'all have scriptures you didn't include, you got some you did include, then you got so many different translations, you got even in in the text where people added to the scriptures and we're in Revelation they like to quote they say don't add to, don't take from, where you actually have people that have added to the text to give clarity to it, actually done that, and I know a lot of people don't know that, but they have. And so he's arguing and saying, well, how can you even trust it, right? It's flawed, and that's what his argument is. And then I told Crave, I said, but why are everybody arguing about a book? Yeah. He, why are you arguing about a book? And he said, because you just, that's your only reference. I said, that's a lie. No, eh? That's a lie. That's Jesus a lie. lives. Yeah. You are a reference. Man, each of us, we're references. What do you mean? Because God made us in his image. You can look at us and tell that, man, God made us. You can look at other people and recognize that God made us, but we won't consume him. We won't, we won't consume him. You know I mean? I'm about to come to court because there's so much here, and there's just so many more scriptures that I'm going to go through, right? But, but we won't consume Jesus as real, as a 3D version and a, and a no-D version, <laughs> three-dimensional and a no-dimensional, because he lives in both spaces. He lives in both spaces. He's living, in it, and, and it's like a friend that you always calling on, right? And I don't have to get on my knees and close my eyes because I'm trying to envision him. No. <laughs> and I ain't saying don't do that. That's not what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is this. If you're not living like he's actually holding you, because he's, he's holding you, <laughs> and it's like, well, I just don't feel like he is. I just don't feel like he is. Well, well of course you don't feel like he is. <laughs> Why would you feel like he is? Jesus is God. You have to believe that he is. And when you start believing that he is, then you'll start realizing that he is, and then you'll start feeling that he is because you will know that you can't do anything without him. Without. You can't do 
anything without him. And then, then you start understanding how you're consuming him. Because without him, I can't breathe. My heart won't work. Your heart constantly pumps, and nobody can explain why it's constantly pumping. Well, I can explain it because that's how God designed it. That's how he designed it. He's flexing that muscle. He's constantly flexing it. The tie between your brain and your mind. People think their brain and their mind are the same, but they're not. Your brain is content. Your brain controls everything your body is, and your mind controls everything that your body is. <laughs> because if your mind doesn't doesn't communicate to your brain, then things won't function. You see what I'm saying? Your brain isn't doing it. Your brain is just tied to it, but your mind is controlling the brain. That's what I'm talking about. And God created it that way. And God is in you. And he's the reason that you are. You're even the reason that your mind is what it is. And, like, I have to consume him in that aspect. Like, he's in my head. I can't get him out. I can't get him out. I can't get him out. And like, and, and, and when you start realizing that Jesus exists in you and you can't get him out, you consume him. You won't go to any other source. You just right there. I can't go to another source. I got to stay right here. I got to stay right here, Lord. Lord, where you want me to go? Where you, you want me to sit? You want me to rest? You want me to get up? You want me to, you want me to, what's it's you won't move and it ain't you saying it verbally you just you're interacting with that deity you're interacting with it you're interacting with it you're abiding and and and, and i read something i got to share this with you and i read something in in john 15 when he says abiding he said he said if you abide in me and my love abiding you know i'm gonna make my abode with you and all that but he broke it down of what he meant by abiding he said remaining in him is remaining in his love. Yeah. Then he said, remaining in his love is keeping his commandments. Right. So in order for me to abide in him and remain in his love, I got to do what he's saying. What he's saying. Right. Yes. Do you see the, the process? I can't say I'm abiding in him and I ain't doing what he's saying. I'm lying. I got to abide in him, meaning I got to do what he says. And if I don't know what he's saying, Can't then I got to start sucking. Right. <laughs> I got to start sucking. Yeah. I got to start sucking. I got huh? to start sucking on him. I got to start talking yeah. to him. I got to start asking him. I got to start listening. Okay, well, let me put myself in a place in a mind frame. It ain't like physically putting yourself in a place. No, it's your mind frame. I got to get my mind in a position where I got to stop listening to everybody else. Amen. I got to start listening to him. Yes. He's my source of life physically and spiritually. So physically, I got to... Yes sit right there in his lap and let him pull me up to him because that's where I am. I'm in his lap. So now I just got to lean on in in that breast and I just got to start going to town. I got to start going to town on him, on him, on him. Nothing else. Nothing else. He said, seek me, seek me. 
Seek me first. Seek my kingdom. Seek. We seek it. Everything else. We trying to read into a relationship. I can't read into a relationship. Yep. I gotta. I gotta get with him. I gotta. If I want a relationship with a person, I gotta get with them. I can't talk to everybody else about them. They can share stuff with me, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's good information, and that's all it is. It's just information. But when I go to him, like the people of the town of Samaritans, when they went to Jesus, they knew for themselves. They knew for themselves. And that's what a relationship with Jesus is about. I know for myself. It ain't about what I read or what David said. No, I know for myself. I can't say he's my, and I tell people all the time, I can't say that he's my shepherd and I shall not want if that ain't my life, if I'm over here wanting all the time. Because that's my mindset. I, I don't have this. I don't have that. Well, how are you saying he's your shepherd and you shall not want this? You still want <laughs> Meaning lacking. You still lacking because you keep complaining about stuff you don't have. So he ain't, he ain't your shepherd. And he ain't guided you all them green pastures. He ain't done that to you. He ain't done that to you. You, you, ain't, you ain't experienced that yet. When you experience it, then you can, you can say what David said. You might not say it the way he said You might say it different. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm going on. I'm done. I'm done, guys. It's, we're gonna pick it back up because there are more scriptures that I'm gonna go into because we we're gonna cover this. We're gonna cover all of that. Why? Because we talking about having a relationship. I got. I gotta get to know this Jesus and an understanding of this Jesus to get a better understanding of how to interact with him. Because that's that's eating him. That's drinking him. I ain't going nowhere without it. People be like, man, God, God, what you doing? I'm resting. In him, waiting for him to direct me wherever he wants me to go. And that'll be our life. <laughs> and, that's, and the more we learn how to do that, the more free in him we can do. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. Did y'all get that? I, I heard it. It's straight out of heaven. The more we learn how to rest in him yes. and be directed by him, the more freely in him we can do the more we are free to do in him we're set free from all of these things that bind us and ensnare us right and trap us and deceive us like we man lord we i, I don't know where you are <laughs> you didn't do this for me you didn't do that for me i mean we get past all of that we we break all of that break it up because we right there resting in him doing what he's wanting us to do right where we are until he directs us into a whole other atmosphere. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done for real this time. Anybody else have anything? I'm, I'm done. I'm done. No? Well, I guess we will uh, We'll park. I think we finished at 48. Was it 48, I Brother Jim? So. I think so? Oh, okay. Yeah. Was, it, was it 48? It was... Uh, yeah, 48. Yeah, 48. It was 48. Oh, okay. 49. 49? Okay. All right, well. He died, yeah. Okay, well, we're going to pick it up at 49 next week, then. And we just, we're going to pick up at 49. And we're going to finish the chapter. Go ahead. Go ahead, sister. I like when you said um, when he um, is in inner and outer. I, I like... Um, let me see how to put it. Like back then, they had Jesus. Now we have him, but he lived in us. Right. 
Yeah, right. I like that. But yep. we still have to we have to suck on the word. Yeah. I mean, understand it and it, I I just I just love it. I love it. Yeah. And I and we're sucking it. on the word directly from him. From him. Directly from him. Yes. <laughs> directly And it's really it 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 does, it explains it because when he said that you know, like they ate manna and died. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And, right. But when we um when we suck on him or uh get the word, mm-hmm. we we eat we eat the flesh and live like we live. They ate the bread and yes. Mhm. Uh, we live in a self help world. Yeah. Yes. And we yes. Eat it. We try to do things on our own. We need we we need to be like nursing babes and suck. Yeah. Yes, because he said if you, I can't really say how I go, but when he called that child over there, he want us like babies. Yep. Yeah. You know, mild mannered. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Except you become like a child. Right. Yes. Yes. I like this lesson. Good lesson. Amen. Amen. We, yeah, man. Glory to God. Praise God, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. So yeah. it's so rich. You know, and if, if, if you know somebody that just, it's like something that, that we honestly, I don't know what we really doing. I can't really explain the lesson and all of that, but when you grasp the development process for relationship, it's it's like you can now live it out. Because I was listening to uh, this uh, guy named Furtick. He did an interview with a lady that's a she's like a Christian scientist or something, but she studies the brain and she 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 try to figure out like how the brain works and all of this stuff, but she made a statement in their interview on one deal, one message I listened to from them. And the one message that she kept bringing out was evaluating yourself and why you make decisions and choose things that you do. And this, the only part that I'm really, that's what I'm really bringing out is that part. A lot of us don't evaluate ourselves. We, we, we get into this world of just saying stuff. Like we say, you got to have a relationship, but then you don't. You you go on living like you don't have a relationship with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. You live like you don't. And this is really more of to help bring to the forefront you evaluating your relationship, your end of the relationship. Because there is something for us to do, like babes. The babe has to suck. The mom can put the baby down, but if that baby don't suck, the baby don't get no food. It doesn't get any food. You know what I'm saying? And if we have to consume Jesus. And that ain't me reading and listening to all of these podcasts. No, it's me recognizing, me believing that he is because he is. Yeah. I got to first believe it, though. When I choose make that my choice that you are, then, then as you walk and progress, you see. That he is. And it's not even from the circumstance or the standpoint of you getting all of these physical miracles, but what you're getting is an advancement in your views. 
Like, like you start to scales start to fall off your eyes. Like you really see that. Wow, he's right here. He never leaves. Like I can't do anything. I can't get him out of my head. Like I'm serious. Yes. You start walking. I can't get you out of my head, Lord. You in a area yeah. just people think you crazy. It's like what's wrong with that person? And that's okay. And that's okay because yeah. you don't that's even okay. see him anyway. All you see is Jesus. But yeah, man. So so we just gonna keep yeah. diving. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Corey, it's, it's reminding me of the devotion I was doing this morning. It's mm-hmm. called Living a Life Fully Surrendered. Yeah. And so when you're fully surrendered, it was talking about how all throughout the day you're allowing Jesus to go before you and asking Jesus what he would have you to do in every situation yeah. and every detail of your life. And it was saying just try and exercise and see what is Jesus feeling in this moment? Yeah. What is Jesus saying in this moment? Yeah. And just really um, see him at every turn in your life. And I love just the ending. It was just talking about um, even when it's hard, stop trying to fix the situation. Yes. Stop thinking you know stuff. Stop thinking yeah. even if you've gone through this experience before, yeah. allowing God to show you with a new eye through the eyes of your heart every yeah. situation and stop yeah. looking with your natural eye and just allowing God, now show me what I'm supposed to see in this. Right. And mm-hmm. for me who likes to go, 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 you know, it's, yeah. you know, that's slowing you down. That's like, oh, my God, it's going to take forever to do anything now. But it's just, um, <clears throat> yeah, or, you know, I have to start my day out. You know, I already started out pretty early, but making sure I surrender the agenda before him or every meeting, everything, like, so that I'm in real time moving in tandem. And so you kept saying sucking, which I was like, okay. And I kept hearing the word abide, abide. Yeah. Abide, yeah, yeah. and it really just goes back to that. Are you abiding in Him? So. And, and we broke down what that actually means, because yep. you can't abide without following His commandments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So abide. Mm-hmm. If you go back, which we're going to do it next week, fifteen, what He says, remaining mm-hmm. in My love, meaning right. if you don't remain in My love, you're not mm-hmm. keeping My commandments. Mm-hmm. So in order for you to abide, you got to do what He say, and Something mm-hmm. starts before that. I gotta believe that he's saying. But yeah, we gonna mm-hmm. jump into it. We're gonna jump into it, man. It's it's good. It's good, and it's yeah, yeah. It's good. It's, yeah, but good talk, guys. This has been amazing. This has been amazing. So it's been amazing. If nobody has it, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, this this just. I just want to tell you this. Um, the other night I had a dream. I can't now. I don't know why I can't remember the dream. And I was going like, Lord, what that mean? Because I had a dream. And you know, and God revealed the dream to me. And I was going like, oh, since I have been walking strongly in my faith and reading my Bible and really focusing on the word, I mean, stuff has, I'm, I mean, Lord Jesus, I'm just growing and it's, I'm just so happy. Right. And then when he when he showed me my dreams, it was like, oh wow, awesome! Yeah, that's just I just wanted to tell you that's just for right. You. Oh yeah, I mean, hey, oh I, I appreciate I, it because I, I know I, what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. And 
That's, that's what I was alluding to a minute ago. It's it's that little advancement in your view right. is enough to sustain you. I mean, it ain't it ain't. Oh, you know what I mean? I broke my arm and then the Lord straightened it out. No, it's imagine it like this: like you have a relationship with a person, it ain't male, female, or it's male, male, or female, female. When you when you get into a relationship with a person, and then in the beginning, it's like y'all didn't really know each other. And y'all were kind of cool, but then something happened one day, and then you recognized that, and this person really for me. That's just something you learned of them. And just think about how it makes you feel physically. Physically, it does something to you to where you like, I'm out. Whatever they want from me, I'll do whatever they want from me. I know you got relationships with people like that. Now think about your God. That's what that does. That's what that does. That's what that does. That's what that does. The more I get to know God, the more I want to do for God because I recognize there's nothing else. Ain't nothing else. So when you think about abiding or sucking, sucking meaning seeking, that's really what I'm saying. When I say suck, I'm saying seek. You got to seek him. You got to seek him. And then when you talk about abide, now you got to obey him. Yeah. yeah, and you got to obey him. Once you seek him, you got to obey him. So that's just putting it all together. Seek him, then obey him. Yes, yes. But you can't, but you're not if you don't believe him, though. You're going to be just like the Jews. The Jews didn't want to believe that he was who he was. So when he say something like, eat my flesh, guess what they did? Well, we're going to jump into it, but you know what they did? They turned away. When he say a hard mm-hmm. saying, oh, we don't want, I can't do that. And that's what we do. We stop. We stop what? The progression. Of what the relationship, but but like I said, it's so much into this, and it's so much into this, so much into it, it's so intertwined, so intertwined. So, yeah. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.